Oof. I have been so excited to share a few silly stories from my days at working at a record store. This was my first real job, and the only time, thank the Lord, that I've worked retail. People are the worst. This job single-handedly ruined Christmas time for me, and I'm still trying to recover. Just a reminder, the book is called Name Dropping, and I'm still waiting on the release date. Looks like it's going to be early 2021. You can follow at Name Dropping Book on Instagram to see the photos that go along with some of these stories as well. So working at Sam Goody. We constantly had to try and verbally stop shoplifters. Uh, you're not allowed to touch anyone, of course, so you just had to work on your intimidating word skills. Hey, stop. Come on. Don't do that. Please. One assistant manager was fired for hiding countless copies of 50 Cent albums in the bathroom. Lighting fixtures. No idea why. By 50 Cent, I mean the rapper, not that they cost 50 Cent. They probably did. When we discontinued merch, we were instructed to destroy it and throw it out. Because you can never take it home. That was against policy. So that's what led to me cutting up a pile of Sam Goody thongs on the main counter while customers tried to ask me where to find the latest Bon Jovi joint. Kids peed on the carpet... Portland Trailblazers came in and bought up every rap album we had. They were never friendly. Employees came in drunk, stoned, etc. We had in-store signings by nobodies and some pretty big somebodies. You'll hear about that in a moment. I got employee of the month more times than I could count. That alone should show you how low the motivation was. I had to do these magazine subscriptions, and I can't tell you how many times people came back and said that I swindled them into buying magazines. Ridiculous. Maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, let's see. So many weird things went on there. I even got asked to be in the wedding of a co-worker that I barely knew. And it was a really fun wedding. I prank called my own manager before and during my shifts. I had told customers we didn't have music that we definitely did have. I mean, am I the only one that didn't know that you spell Sade, S-A-D-E? I'm sorry, dude. I talked kids into buying albums that I later realized were the complete wrong ones. I think it was Muse, mainly. Uh, I tried to talk a 12-year-old girl out of buying Cradle of Filth and instead offered her a Lindsay Lohan record, to which she responded, There's something wrong with you, I think. There was also a label rep that would come in and tell us which megastars were nice and which were huge jerks. Pat Monahan, Brandy, apparently. It was pure lawlessness day in and day out. It was actually pretty fun. So, here are a few stories from signings and different events. I absolutely hated and loved this job at the same time. Enjoy. Chapter 32. I never did get to dance on the roof with Liv Tyler. If you're following along with the soundtrack, the song is Till I Hear It From You by the Jim Blossoms. Bear with me through a quick tangent. Duped big time by films like Empire Records, I dreamed of working in a music store for years. Though it was corporate as all get out and my coworkers never danced on the counters, we did have a few memorable in-store performances and signings during my time at Sam Goody. The first was the new metal band Edema, made famous by the fact that their vocalist was the stepbrother of Korn's Jonathan Davis. By the time the band made it to my boss's radar while at a conference, they were on their second, and final, vocalist. Uh, they had lost a lot of steam in the industry, so our store asked them for a signing at our location before their show in Portland. Having never worked a signing and being a fan of Edema's early work, I volunteered to work a longer day. The band never showed up, and I endured the ribbing of a lifetime from the assistant manager who hated everything that other people liked. They did, however, put us on their guest list for the show, plus as many friends as we'd like to bring. That probably should have been my first red flag. 
Well, score. I brought two friends who were bigger fans of Edema than me, which made me look cool as heck. Guys, we may even get to go backstage. Upon entering the Hawthorne Theater, we realized why the guys in Edema had been so generous with their guest list. Other than a few ladies who stumbled into the venue from the adjacent bar, we were the sole fans in attendance. To their eternal credit, they still put on a good show, hopping into the, quote, crowd, and singing in our faces, signing autographs, and informing us that there was no backstage in which to hang. Edema disbanded soon after, though I can't imagine why. My next brush with minor fame at Sam Goody occurred when one of my favorite bands agreed to do a last-minute signing at our location. I will forever be a fan of Silverstein. The Ontario boys have proved themselves as giants of the warped slash emo slash heavy scene for 20 years now. And vocalist Shane Told hosted one of my favorite podcasts, Lead Singer Syndrome. I was beyond thrilled to hear that they'd be coming to my store. I imagined that I'd have to wait until the end of the no doubt massive signing to speak with them. I would tell them how much their new record, Arrivals and Departures, meant to me. Then I'd ask them to sign my fresh copy. Perhaps it was because of the last minute nature, or the fact that it was the middle of a weekday, but no one showed up to the signing. I felt bad for everyone involved. My boss even pulled me aside and told me to text any of my friends who worked at the mall to come by and get something signed. I managed to get one friend to hustle down, buy a CD, and have the band sign it. She was an actual fan of the band, thank goodness, and appreciated the heads up, but it was much too little too late. The band's schedule stated they were to work the signing for three hours, but they ended up wrapping everything up in about 15 minutes. On the bright side, the dudes hung around checking out music, and I enjoyed a few good talks with the members, who couldn't have been more polite in understanding the situation. At least I still have my signed copy of a record that the band has since deemed their worst, in addition to most to the most accidental, unenthusiastic fan photo I've ever taken. Never throw up a peace sign in photos unless you're 100% sure that it'll look cool. It never does. About a year later, our store received the opportunity to host a country artist for a performance and signing. I asked if I was needed for the event, as I was a steadfast anti-country music fan and did not wish to don the mandatory cowboy outfit to please the artist and their team. The boss gave me the night off from the event, and I couldn't have been more ecstatic. Why do I use that word if I can't even say it? I'd spend the evening burning cowboy hats and throwing dirt claws at rednecks in my town to try to balance out the universe. The next day, I asked my coworkers how the event went. They said that fans packed the store. They kept remarking how polite, young, and tall the singer seemed. Cool compliments. For whatever reason, those comments stuck in my head. Neat. We hosted a tall, polite country gal, and it was a smashing success. We sold an insane amount of the album, though, which occupied every corner of our store for many weeks prior. I was just just surprised, honestly, that one of our in-store performances went so well after that edema fiasco. I just hoped we'd bring in a band one day that I would enjoy. As the other employees continued to discuss the event, I picked up the record to inspect further. Then I proclaimed, out loud, Taylor Swift. Hmm, we're never going to hear about her again.